if they actually got experience. into the business, put their hand, their experience, because experience is what shaped me. Hands it wasn't it wasn't what I knew. It was the experience that I that I encountered as through my growth that shaped me. Very good. Well, I want to thank you for being on Stories of the Upstate. Well, thank you. Thank you. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash stories of the upstate. This program is available 24-7 on demand on both iTunes and the Stitcher app for podcast. By subscription, it's absolutely free. A new show automatically pops up every Thursday. You can also listen to individual shows under the green Upstate Stories tab on our homepage at greatupstate.com. If you know someone who would make a great guest on Stories of the Upstate, simply email us your nomination to Ford, F-O-R-D, at greatupstate.com. Please do include their name, contact info, and why you think they would make an excellent guest. Up next is our Words of Wisdom feature. So now, Cecil, I want you to be thinking about the wisest words you've ever heard. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard, your host, along with Tracy Holtzclaw. I'm glad you're listening. We're here to teach you how to make money in real estate without using your cash credit or taking any risk. All you got to do is go to our website, jasondillard.com, and check out the August 20th $99 workshop that we're going to be doing. I'm going to teach you how to make money without using cash credit or taking any risk. I know it sounds too good to be true, but it isn't. It's not too good to be true. Isn't that right, Tracy? It's not too good to be true. It sounds like a late-night infomercial, but it's not. It's a Saturday morning seminar. Yeah, it's real. That I don't charge, I don't try to sell you anything else once you get there. Yeah, as a matter of fact, the, the 99 bucks is all, and there's, there's no upsell because we don't have anything else to sell. All you want to do is teach people how to wholesale a contract, which is exactly like you described it, you know. It no, just, I didn't say no work. It, exactly. It does require some work. So it's not, you know, point and click, poof, you're a millionaire overnight like a late-night infomercial. I, I wish I'd have just called one of those years ago because I'm sure they really work. But but this is not what that is. This is, is, is work, and it's knowing what to say and when to say it. And once you have that property under contract that you know somebody like us will buy, you just you you just made an assignment fee, so you earn money to find the deal, but you never really own the property. So if you want to learn how to do that, go to jasondillard.com, sign up for the August twentieth ninety nine dollars Saturday seminar, and we're going to show you how to do it. We'll give you the tools and the knowledge by the end of that Saturday morning to make money in real estate without using cash credit or taking any risk. Oh, we have some music coming up. Do you want me to sing? Hey, and you know, it's not, did you make this concept up? No, I didn't make this up. I mean, you know, it's pretty common, actually, in the commercial world. You know, we talk to folks all the time. They're like, assigning a contract, that's kind of, you know, what? You know, I'm not going to buy it. Well, I mean, it's normal in commercial transactions all the time. You know, we'll, we'll act as a buyer and write the contract in one of our names just as we're dealing through the transaction. And then when it gets ready to close it gets assigned to an entity which may be an llc we created or it may be an, an, maybe another buyer altogether the commercial property we closed on last week we assigned it 
Yeah. We assigned it to a land trust. That's exactly right. Because we so, made the offer in the name of yeah, a yeah, company, yeah. I think. But then when it got time to actually close on the pro, now we only charged ourselves a dollar though. Yeah, we didn't make an assignment fee off of ourselves. We well, we, on paper it said a dollar. Well, okay, so we did make money off ourselves. I don't know if did you owe me fifty cents then. <laughs> but this, but is, I owe you fifty cents. But so the concept is so anything. so we don't have to give each other any money. No, Since I, if you you know it's a wash. Yeah. That. But but if I would have been taking the transaction from you and paying you to step out of the transaction, then there might have been a very large assignment fee. Might could have. Might yeah. could have been. Yeah, and we, and we just don't want anybody to know what we own. Is the reason we took it into the land trust. So, I don't I don't know if we want to talk about that on the radio. No, that's kind that's, of kind of complicated and dry. And yeah, really I'd rather boring. talk. I'd rather talk about other things like. Like you really can assign contracts on single-family houses or land or mobile homes on land to somebody like us and make an assignment fee. And here's the better news. You don't have to let us tell you what the assignment fee is. If you get a property under contract and you tell us a price and, and one of us says, yeah, we'll take it, then we don't know what your price is that you have it for until after you tell us. That after, reminds me of a story. After we've agreed to the price, you want it. So we don't, you know, we don't beat people we, up. We had a closing yesterday or the day before. I can't remember on the house downtown next to Lawrence Road. I was done. Were you done? Did I interrupt? <laughs> I, I'm sorry, man. I go ahead, man. It's a gift you have. And um, the house sold. We fixed it up and sold it, but we didn't find that opportunity. A young fella. Which one was this? The one on Dale. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one on Dale, and we sold it, and we made some money. But the person that found the opportunity, he had it under contract. Tracy and I met him over at the house, and he's like, I think he was asking like 40 grand he, for it or something like that. Yes, he wanted 40. And I said, um, I don't know if that'll work, but we could pay about 30, I think is what I said. He goes, That's correct. He goes, okay. So I shook Did, his hand. Didn't even bat an eye. Shook his hand. I said, thank you. Let's get the paperwork done. And I said, well, by the way, how much money did you just make? He goes, well, I have it under contract for 18. So he made 12 grand. And I slapped him a high five. Yeah, he was going to make 22, but we just didn't feel comfortable paying that for it. But he still the, made good. The, the mathematics didn't work up for us unless we paid 30 because it needed, what, 50 or 60 in work. Yeah, it was a lot. And... But thirty made sense to us. Well, I didn't know what he had it under contract for. He could have had it under contract for a dollar, or he could have had it under contract for thirty nine thousand dollars, and he could have been trying to make a thousand. I didn't know. I just let him know what we could do, and he said yes. And he made twelve grand for knowing what to say and when to say it, doing the work to find the opportunity, having the right tools, in other words, the right sales contracts and paperwork, and. He's running around trying to find another opportunity right now, I'm sure, to sell us or somebody else another contract. So if you want to learn how to do that, go to my website, jasondiller.com. Sign up for the $99 Saturday seminar coming up on August the 20th. Um, we're only going to have 15 people allowed to come. 15, and that's, we're going to cut it off because I want to get all your questions answered about everything that we do when we assign contracts. And if the... 16, 17, 18 people get in the room. I don't seem to get everyone's questions answered. So not only is it really inexpensive, it's only $99, and it's going to show you how to make a lot of money. It's a small group. You so, get to eat, too. 
we provide a breakfast too. Yeah, you know, by the time we pay for the room, pay for the materials you're getting, pay for your food, we don't really make any money on the seminar. The seminar breaks us even at best. So what you're really truly hoping to accomplish is to teach someone is twofold really how to how teach someone how to make money by what you're going to teach them and to also help us find houses. Exactly. So the real purpose for me, the benefit I'm looking for is to buy more houses. If I can buy more houses, I can do more transactions. We can grow our business. Well, I can advertise on the radio that I buy houses, 864-444-7650. If you know anybody who wants to sell a house, I buy houses. Well, that's one way that we generate leads that may turn into an opportunity for us to do a transaction and buy a house. But we also buy houses from other investors. And other investors call us, and they want to make an assignment fee, or maybe they're a landlord and they're tired of dealing with the house. We have a house under contract right now where an investor bought it, and he's just going to make some cash by selling us the house after the tenant moved out. So he's making some money, and he's done. It's kind of like you can make a quick nickel or a slow dime. Well, sometimes people would rather have that quick nickel and let me and Tracy make the slow dime because the slow dime might turn into a penny. Hey, we got a quick nickel right now. What's that? The one that Scott's working on. Which one's Scott working on? The house that you told Scott to get sold for us. Oh. She, she put on bigger pockets last week. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. A, that's a quick nickel. Yeah, we have a house that we bought that was a rental that we've got listed for like eighty grand or something. Eighty nine nine. Eighty nine nine. He's got a contract on it already, by the way. You kidding me? Mm, I wouldn't kid you, but it may not work out because it's the guy's gonna try to get financing. He's gonna put up and make a big down payment, but I told Scott and he needs to talk to their broker. I didn't think that'd fly. Their their mortgage broker? And this is a real estate agent, by the way. That's the buyer. Well, I don't care who buys it. Not not acting as an agent, just wants to buy a house. To fix up or to live in? One or the other, I don't know. Okay, so you put a house in the MLS and bam, it sells. What do we do wrong? Uh, priced it too low. Probably priced it too low. But in this market, how do you know what's too low? Yeah, well, what I say is just shoot for the moon. I mean, I mean, this is a pretty stinky house. Yeah, it's kind of stinky and dirty and ugly and nasty, and but it's in a great place. Me and Tracy went over there and we walked through it and he, he goes, man, this smells like money if we didn't already own it. Because we could probably buy this cheaper. Because the tenant kind of left it messy. It was all messed up. It was bangdited, as Cole would put it. You know. So and the, anyway, we and the neighbor, sold. He's not afraid of the neighbor, evidently. No, the neighbor's... Neighbor, 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 neighbor. Neighbor needs your neighbor. <laughs> he's not afraid of the neighbor, yeah. So that's great. I didn't even know that. So see, we're on, here we are doing radio program, and I sold another house. And people ask me how many houses we have. And I'm like, I can't remember. And they think I'm being, you know, smart aleck or something. But I didn't know we'd sold that house. And Tracy goes to the closings and buys and sells them. So I don't know how many we have. We have more, and then we have less, and then we have more, and then we have less. I don't keep up with it. I mean, if you were, I mean, use the McDonald's scenario. Does McDonald's know how many burgers they sold today? They may have thrown some in the trash. Well, today hadn't ended yet, so no, they don't know how many they sold today. But they probably know about how many they sold yesterday, if their reporting is in. I don't know how far behind they stay on reporting. But I, they can probably come pretty close within 
10 or 20 burgers. But if you're the McDonald's manager can you, and you say, well, how many burgers did you sell this month? He may or may not, or she may or may not know how many. They can probably guess. Yeah, because the one that gets made incorrectly or they misheard the customer or whatever that gets chunked in the garbage, I, I don't know if anybody accounts for that. Well, that, that one might have been accounting for because that's what got paid for. But when the replacement comes out that doesn't get rung up, that was – that's. See, I don't know anything about restaurants. I don't either. I'm just kind of speculating. I, I used just, to work in a restaurant, though. Really? What would you do? We didn't serve hamburgers, though. What would you do? We served filet and, and Dom Perignon. Is it still in existence? No. What was the name of it? Seven Oaks. What happened? It closed. Why? Calls. I mean, was it not any good or something? <laughs> Man, it was awesome. It was great. It stayed packed every night, man. I was in like 11th grade, part of my 12th grade maybe. No, I think it was all 11th grade. So that's why you slept through your, through your my classes? Le- yeah, through my 11th grade first period advanced AP English, which was a foolish idea to take. I volunteered for that, by the way. And did it take you long to drop that class? No, I couldn't drop it. I didn't, or I didn't know to or something. I, I'm, so you, I muddled through it. You made it through the advanced. advanced. See, I was taking general sub-basic pre- <laughs> English. <laughs> Kindergarten English. Yeah, I was I was just trying to, you know, accomplish what I was accomplishing. I wasn't trying no, to exceed my accomplishments. No, I think I think we had the no child left behind way before George Bush implemented it because um so, I, I worked a full time job. Well it was almost full time, but I worked until almost midnight every night, started like early, you know, right after school. So I don't know when I studied. So that wasn't the class that you got to sleep through. No, no, no. Did, didn't no. you have a class that you? Yeah, that was my senior year. I got okay. To sleep so through. you, you, the they they caught you sleeping, and the teacher just said, "As long as you're asleep and not bothering me, that's fine." Well, I asked permission. I mean, I, I wanted out. So the junior class I signed up for, I wanted to take the advanced English. And I didn't know the job was uh, going to interfere. Okay, okay, okay. We're coming up on a break. We'll have to explain this after the break because there's got to be some kind of real estate-related lesson in, oh, yeah. in this. Yes. I, I'll definitely come up with something. So if you're interested in um, getting involved in the program today, you can text me at 864-444-7650. That's 864-444-7650. When we come back, we're going to finish the conversation about how Tracy slept through his senior classes and relate that to real estate. We'll be back. Did you know that you could invest money in real estate passively right here in the upstate, even out of your retirement accounts? Hi, I'm Jason Dillard, host of Solutions in Real Estate, heard here on Saturdays, and I'm looking for investors that may want to make more money with their money. I'm not a securities broker. I'm a borrower, and we secure your money with first mortgages on real estate. If you're interested, give me a call at 864-444-7650. That's 444-7650. Do you own a house and need to sell now? Has your listing expired? Need repairs? Behind on payments? Going through a divorce? Is your house in an estate? These are common problems that can happen to anyone. Hi, I'm Jason Dillard, and I buy houses in any area, price, or condition. I am a real estate agent, but I don't want to list your house. I want to buy your house. Call now to find out how I can solve your problem at 864-444-7650. That's 444-7650. If you're behind. 
final payments and need a little cash. You can call Jason Dillard if you need to sell fast. Call 444-7650. Call 444-7650. If you're tired of tenants, toilets, and trash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need a little cash. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillon. I'm a real estate broker here in the upstate, but I don't put people in the back of my pickup truck and drive them around. I am the principal in the transactions I'm involved in, which means I'm the buyer or the seller. So if you want to sell a house fast, give me a call at 864-444-7650. Also, if you want to lend money, we're also borrowers. We are not securities brokers, but we borrow money from people on the houses that we're buying. And we have a need right now for people that want to lend us some money and receive a payment every month. So if you'd like to lend some money and get a payment every month so that you can have some income, or maybe you're at a point in your life where you're going to have a required minimum distribution inside of your retirement account, and you're going to need some cash in that retirement account at the end of the year, and you need a payment going into your retirement account every month so that you can take the money out that the government makes you take out and pay taxes on, then you may want to lend us some money. We're looking for 50, 60 grand at 6%. We have another need for like 125 at 6%. Both of these houses are worth tons more than what we're borrowing, and they're going to rent for way more than what the payment that you will receive will be. So it's a really safe way to get your money making money. I think the stock market's at an all-time high, so now will be a great time to uh, get out, in my opinion, you know. Do you buy when it's expensive or you buy when it's cheap, Tracy? Buy when it's cheap. You buy when it's cheap. So before the break, we talked about how Tracy is um, a stellar student. He worked for a living at a restaurant, and yep. he slept through school the next day. Well, that was 11th grade. That was It was really difficult after having been up until you know, late to get up first period to have a class that was way beyond your comprehension level. And I struggled. I mean, I, you know, I didn't sleep on purpose in that one. So, you know, I muddled through it. I struggled. I went to the beach. My mother let me go to the beach my junior year. And I didn't even know if I'd graduated or not. I mean, past 11th grade. And so, of course, that's back when they mailed everything. I don't know how they do it now. They probably text all the students, parents or something. But anyway, she gets the papers in the mail with a letter from my English teacher. Never forget her. She... Helped me pass, <laughs> barely. I don't know what that minimum is, 69 and a half or something back then. And I passed 11th grade. So, But the class you're talking about was my senior year. You know, most of our listeners have heard they closed Parker my junior year. And so when they let us finish our junior year, I went to Wade Hampton to graduate. And since I was a senior that had my own transportation and had my own job, I only had to have, I only had to have two electives to graduate. But I had to take like four classes. So two of them I didn't have to pass. One was a study hall. You don't have to really try hard to pass study hall, right? Did you make an A in study hall? I, I think I did. And the other one was psychology. Well, see, at Wade Hampton it was reversed. A lot of the co- classes I would have taken at Parker were freshman classes so at you, Wade Hampton. So you did not get your Ph.D. No, I did not get They my, closed the school. Yes. Your Parker High School diploma has never existed for fruition you no, have the ring now that's you correct. do have the parker high school class ring of what is it 80 86 is wrong i mean i got my 86 ring but the class doesn't exist okay so that that's 
what you have. But then you were at yeah. Wade Hampton High School, psychology. Yeah, and it's like fourth period, I think. And so I already got out of fifth and sixth period because I didn't have to have them. I signed up, another thing I signed up for was advanced calculus and pre-trig. Let me tell you what a mistake that was. At fifth period, with the sun shining through the window, and you're all full from lunch. And, you dr- ended up dropping that, and right? And the teacher was speaking like some foreign language. I had no idea what he was saying. What was he saying? I don't know because I couldn't understand it, but it wasn't math. <laughs> but anyway, so I got out of that one. But the psychology class, I go to the teacher, which was a basketball coach, by the way. I don't know why uh, they always stick basketball coaches to teach stuff like that. But anyway, I said, dude, I, I need out of this class, man. I can't. I, I don't need this. Uh, sorry. I mean, he went back, and you know, he, that wasn't his immediate answer. But anyway, so he comes back and says, nah, I can't do that. you got to be here. I, and I don't care what you do as long as you don't cause any trouble with these freshmen. I, you, you got me, brother. I ain't going to cause no trouble. Did you take a pillow to Can class Can I every just day? lay my head down and slobber on the desk? Yep, as long as you don't cause any trouble. <laughs> so every day. Now, how he got away with that with the students, he probably used the force on them. Well, you were the senior. Yeah. And they were the freshmen. Yeah, he probably told him I was the reject from the other side of the tracks or something. So you did? Did you pass that class? <laughs> no, I didn't have to. I didn't have to pass it. I just had to be there. He wouldn't let me drop it or whatever the. So I didn't have to even pass it. I only had to pass English and the one other. But that it, messed up your GPA, man. Dude, really? Do you think I was concerned about a GPA back then? What were you concerned about? Getting out. Just finishing. Finishing. That was it. I just wanted out. Okay. So you just slept. So you don't remember anything about psychology? No, not at all. Well, I probably subconsciously, I bet I do, though. I bet I learned something in my sleep. Yeah, do you know any of the kids that were in that class? Do you remember any of them? No, not at all. They probably re- talk about you. They probably do. Y'all remember that guy that used to sleep every, remember every that, day? Remember that guy with the frolet? <laughs> frolet. Remember that dude with the frolet that was sleep every day in class and the teacher let him get away with it? You know, those of you listening, you know what a frolet is. Yeah. Explain, explain the frolet. Well, I have – well, you wouldn't know it now because it's short and lays on my head. But I had very kinky, curly hair that was kind of like an afro. And it was kind of long in the back down past my collar, kind of like a mullet. And so my kids, when my older children were, you know, 10 or 12 years old, they saw my senior picture and they're like, Daddy, that, what's, that, what's that on your head? That's kind of like an afro and a mullet. That's a frolet. <laughs> so you had a frolet. Yeah. And is it true that you didn't go to school if it rained? That's right. Some if I woke up and it looked and it was raining or it was gonna rain, probably I just wouldn't go because otherwise, you ever seen kinky, curly, frizzy, kind hair? You know, my dad used to call it kind hair. What kind? The kind that grows on a monkey's butt. Am I allowed to say that? You already have. <laughs> so anyway, so that's the story of Tracy. So how does that relate to real estate? Well, if you don't do anything, you don't get anything. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So your, your income in real estate is directly proportional to how much work you put in, even when you're assigning contracts. Okay, so Tracy puts in zero work. He makes an F in psychology. Mm-hmm. He sleeps through everything. Now, he may have had the knowledge and the ability to do well in psychology. He may have had the tools. Did you take your book with you, Tracy? My book? Which class? Psychology. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You had a book, though. They gave it to you. I'm sure they did. So you had the book, you had paper, you had a pencil. You were there, but you didn't put any work into it, and you made an F. Yes. F for flunk. Okay, well, if someone comes to our $99 seminar, we're going to give them the book. We're going to give them the paper. We're going to give them the knowledge. We're going to give them the tools, and they're going to know how to go out and make money in real estate without using cash or 
credit or taking any risk. But if they sleep... They're going to make a big, fat F. They're going to make zero. Yeah. As a matter of fact, most of the people that take the class never do anything, which is kind of sad. When I first started teaching classes, I just assumed that everybody that would pay to go to a class would at least go out and do something. Well, it's like everybody else in any line of anything. If they don't have the drive and the determination and the motivation to do whatever that thing is, it, it ain't going to happen on its own. You know, the, the late-night infomercials are successful because they, they pound in your head that you can just buy my book or buy my product or point and click here and poof, you'll be a gajillionaire overnight. That's because that's the easy way out, and that's what people, it's more human nature to want. Not everybody can be like Forrest Gump. But see, Forrest no. worked hard. He did work hard, but then he sold some stock in a little old fruit company, and we was gazillionaires. Didn't have to worry about money no more. <laughs> so I cut that grass for free. So, I mean, you can get to where you're going by, get, by trying to get there. Yeah. But if you're not trying to get anywhere, you're not going to go there. No. You've got to press the gas on the, in the car. You've got to work. Yeah, work equals a good place to go when you're broke. It's like what Dave Ramsey says. Yeah. You know, a good place to go when you're broke. Work. To work. Yeah. You know, so you didn't work, you made an F. You do work, you make some money. But you teach the class, and there's 15 people, and, you know, on occasion we'll hear from some of them, and they'll flip a contract to us, and they could be flipping a contract to any old body else besides us, and we don't even know it. Or they could be keeping the houses. Or, that's right, they could be closing on them themselves, or they could be doing absolutely nothing. And we just don't know. I mean, you, you, you put the information out there, and, and it's out there. And what people do with it is totally up to them. Right, just, what, just like your psychology class, your senior year at Wade Hampton High School. Yeah, he put the information out there, and I did absolutely nothing with it. Now, did you, did you get your WHH? Yeah. Did what is it? WHHD. WHHD. Hampton High Diploma. I walked the stage and everything. Did you get your... I had, um, had the robe, the black, was it black and reds, their color, the generals? Did you Did you get a ring? Not from there. I wasn't going to spend the money. Man, I spent I spent like 90 bucks on that high school ring. 90? 14K, buddy. It's real. Do you still have it? Yeah, I still have it. My what? wife tried to pawn it once, and I told her that would be grounds for divorce. Divorce. Yeah. Wow, how much could you get for it? It's I don't have any idea. It's got real gold in it? Yeah, it's 14 k I don't know, for 90 That'd be I, a pretty good return. I didn't cheese out for the 10 k man. I got the 14 k <laughs> 90 whole dollars. <laughs> I think that's what it was back you, in you 1984. Know, some of our listeners that 85. went to Parker would probably buy that ring <laughs> because it's so unique. Uh, maybe. There's no, there's no 87, right? No, definitely not. There's no, no. Because nobody was even. There's no 86. 85 was the but, last. But there's other people that may have bought an 86 ring. That's possible, yeah. I don't know of any of my classmates. I didn't talk to anybody about it, but it's possible somebody else also bought their ring. Because if I knew I could graduate by just re- retaining a pulse, I'm sure there was somebody else in my class a lot smarter than me that probably didn't even have to waste their time on their senior year. But they dispersed you. They just yeah. split you up. Yeah, only two of us went to Wade Hampton, and all the rest went. Who was the other one? Well, most got assigned. I actually got assigned to Traveler's Rest because of where I lived. And so I think the majority of the students were assigned to TR and Berea. And I just picked Wade Hampton because I don't have any idea why, even all these years later. Couldn't tell you. I mean, it was. I mean, none of them are all that terribly far apart from each other. I know maybe it was why because – 
I could come down Poinsett, bound by Red Lobster, went to school, and then I worked at the mall. How that makes sense, I don't know. I could have gone to school anywhere. Crickets. Great People story. People on the edge of their seat. <laughs> Great story. So if you want to get involved in what we're talking about, you can text me right now at 864-444-7650. If you just tuned in, I buy houses. My name's Jason. We've got Tracy Holtzclaw here. We're also looking for money. Um, we're looking for people that will lend us money and receive a payment every month. We're offering 6% return on your money. Um, you always get a first mortgage on houses. So we have a 50000 125000 We've got a couple of different opportunities for you. If you're interested in that, again, call me. Come into our office and talk to me. That number, is, again, is 864-444-7650. Um, coming up on another break, now will be a good time to text in. When we come back, we're going to talk about how we manage property for only 50 bucks a month. And I know that's exciting for Tracy. Tracy, isn't that so exciting? Managing properties? For 50 bucks a month? Yeah, because we've got an awesome opportunity for you to make more money by doing nothing. Okay, so if you've never heard how we manage property for 50 bucks a month, you don't want to go anywhere. We'll be right back. Did you know that you could invest money in real estate passively right here in the upstate, even out of your retirement accounts? Hi, I'm Jason Dillard, host of Solutions in Real Estate, heard here on Saturdays, and I'm looking for investors that may want to make more money with their money. I'm not a securities broker, I'm a borrower, and we secure your money with first mortgages on real estate. If you're interested, give me a call at 864-444-7650. That's 444-7650. Do you own a house and need to sell now? Has your listing expired? Need repairs? Behind on payments? Going through a divorce? Is your house in an estate? These are common problems that can happen to anyone. Hi, I'm Jason Dillard, and I buy houses in any area, price, or condition. I am a real estate agent, but I don't want to list your house. I want to buy your house. Call now to find out how I can solve your problem at 864-444-7650. That's 444-7650. If you're behind on payments and need a little cash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need to sell fast. Call 444-7650. Call 444-7650. If you're tired of tenants, toilets, and trash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need a little cash. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard, and I buy houses. If you want to sell a house fast, give me a call at 864-444-7650. We've been talking about how Tracy was basically a loser in high school, and he had a mullet, and he had curly hair. It was called a frolet, but it wasn't named till about 20 years later. So curly-headed, frolet-looking dude. You were, you were basically a spaz, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, you didn't. You just. Uh, yeah. All kind of names come to mind, yes. Kids are heartless, Didn't play man. sports. Nope. Didn't play sp no sports. Didn't excel in any of my classes. I mean, I, I'm, you know what? And now you're an executive. I thought for years that I did very well in my math classes in ninth, 10th, 11th grade. But then guess who kept my report cards for decades? Mama. Mama. And gave them to me. And I was flipping through looking at them, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I, I don't remember that. I didn't remember this exactly the same way that this came out on paper. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just, yeah. 
but my mama but says I'm special. But now you're an executive. Yes, I'm an executive. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we just so got, that goes a, got, to show a, you got kids. an email from the, the person that called us an executive. Yeah, that goes to show you kids, you don't really have to do that well in school to become successful. <laughs> It helps, though. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, don't tell yeah. my kids that. Yeah, be cool. Stay in school. <laughs> I stayed in school. I just, you know, struggled with it. But, hey, you know what? Just work. It's just work, right? I mean, I worked for years and years and years, and I still work, and I work less now than um, – And that's an, that's an issue. I, <laughs> we don't want to talk about that on Well, I, I need to talk to you about that because we've uh, got – I shouldn't have brought this up. We've got a – it, you know, you and I, the fact that we go in at 10 and leave at 3 is okay. We don't yeah. want to make that public knowledge, though. I mean, we're in yeah. our 40s. To all our listeners. We worked really, really hard for a long, long time. Right. And it's your fault that I make half as much money and it's, vice versa. Right. And if I just left and you owned everything, you'd make twice as much. You'd have to work twice as much. Nah. So we just chose to make half as much and work half as much. Yeah, there you that's, go. That's, that's a choice we've made. But we've got people that work for us that think that they have the ability to do the same thing. Uh-oh. Like, you know, the people that work for us that's supposed to work all day, <laughs> you know, they, they want to just come in late and leave early and, and not work all day. So we set a bad example. Exactly. Yeah, we need, to, we need to pretend like we have a lot to do, like when we're not there. So Put, just fill our calendar up with appointments. Make it look like we're running yeah. around doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. I like and, that. Or maybe over when we over, you know, this this same schedule thing maybe doesn't work as well. <laughs> you know, you could come in later and stay later, and I could come in early, and and then they would they think something's happening all the time. Yeah, that's a good idea. You come in early, and I'll just stay a little later. I'll come in about noon, and you'll stay to like I'll stay four. like yeah four four thirty ish. Yeah, and I'll come in at like seven, seven thirty, and I'll leave at like two. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. Let's All start right, let's, that. let's implement that. Yeah, make it so number one. The, you know, I think that's the reason that most people aren't successful. What? They don't implement things. Uh, yeah, and I, that's one of my personality flaws. I would agree with that. That's not your personality flaw, but not implementing things. No, my my personality flaw is when I'm going to implement something, I assume that it can be implemented. That very nanosecond yes like flipping a switch yeah i haven't even completed thinking it yet and it's already in place why haven't we already done it yes we just thought of it because it hadn't even come out of your brain yet we just agreed that it's the smartest thing to do let's implement it and do it and then i'm and then it drives the staff in the office insane that i want to know why it hadn't been completed yet because two minutes later, even before it's implemented, you realize it probably wasn't all that great of an idea, and they've kind of already got the ball in motion, maybe. And then you then you stop it, and then it's another idea, and then it's like a rapid fire of ideas, and it's like, whoa, slow down, professor. I'm not smart enough to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my personality flaws, but it's a positive thing because yes. I'm always trying to get something else accomplished. Yes. You know, I want to get things done. Like when we started our company, um, our brokerage company, and because we were going to manage houses for other people, we were managing houses for ourselves. And I said to myself, self, because that's what I call myself when I talk to myself, I said, self, this recession is really killing us. But what's really working is our property management. The tenants are paying. They're still make, we're still making money. 
but we're going to have to pick up some slack somewhere. We're going to have to bring in, a, bring in another way to make some more income. Why don't we manage houses for other people in the same way that we manage houses for ourselves? So I ran it by Tracy, and I implemented it. I probably, I implemented I probably it. said, let me think about it for a little while. Yeah, by the time I ran it by Tracy, I'd already got online and signed up for the broker class because I was an agent and I wasn't a broker. So I had to take my broker class, two of them, as a matter of fact. So I took my two broker classes, which makes me the broker in charge, started the company, started managing houses for other people, and we had one of our partners that, that gave us six or seven houses. I think it was six or eight, maybe eight houses. And that was two, when was that, 10, 2010? Hey, man. Yes, uh, it was. It was January 2010. We're together. Yes. I know. Don't start that again. We're together, but that's not weird. together together because no, you're texting in the middle of the program. Well, we've got a very important listener. Well, anyway, and then the next thing you know, we're managing houses for more and more people, and they're making more money than they used to make because of the way we managed the houses for them. And we had to turn a lot of people away, though, that wanted us to manage houses because they wanted us to manage houses the way they, they manage houses. Yeah, that's kind of like walking in uh, McDonald's and ordering a filet mignon. Yeah. They, hey, McDonald's, I want you to make me a filet. Well, we don't have filet. Well, I want you to make me a filet anyway. Well, we don't have filet. Well, I don't care. I want you to make me a filet anyway. How, how far do you think this conversation is going to get? So we have to do it the same way we manage the houses that we own so that we can come out with the same result. And the results we were getting with the houses we own were, were really good. So we wanted the clients that we have to get the same results. We charge 50 bucks a month, and we only manage houses for owners that will let us sell or finance the house. So if you're out there listening or you know somebody that's a, a landlord and they want us quit dealing with the tenants, toilets, and trash, I said that one time, and it really made one of our tenants mad. It, it, sounds, it, it sounds kind of bad, man. I mean, but you didn't make it up. You got that from somebody else. I know. I, know. I didn't make it up. But it's, I'm not. it's not that they're one and the same. It's the three things about being a landlord. You you got tenants that are renting, and that's you need them because that's what's you know making the money for the house payment if you have but one. But the or tenants whatever. aren't trash. No, that no, they're they're not one and the same. So you got, our tenants are very important. If yeah. we didn't have them, we wouldn't make any money. Right. You got tenants that sometimes some of them will aggravate you. Just like in any other business, you take them with a grain of salt. You got a lot of great ones and some bad apples that don't spoil the car. We have a we have one guy that calls the office about every day about absolutely nothing just to talk to somebody. Yeah, and then you got toilets, which the reference isn't comparing the tenants to the toilets either. Toilets, on occasion, have been known to get stopped up because of probably of a tenant's kid threw a toy in it. Or it just broke on its own. And you got to get the plumber out there. And the trash is what sometimes gets left behind when people move if they don't leave the place neat and clean. See, they're not, they're indirectly related, but we're not comparing the tenants to the toilet or the trash. Right. We're not calling a tenant trash. Correct. Tenants are important. But what we want is tenant buyers. For the house, for the single family house. That's yes. right. We don't want just regular tenants. We want tenant buyers, someone that wants to buy property that maybe can't get bank qualifying today so that the family that we place in the house, if you let us manage your house, makes a down payment, which is nice. 
Down payments are nice. Money is better than no money, in my opinion. Yeah, it's right up there with air. You know, it's like our preacher says. You know, money's money's not everything. You know, but it but it's right up there with air. I mean, it, it helps a lot in this life. If you didn't have it, you would really wish you had it. Yeah. So when they move in and give you a deposit, and you put the deposit in the bank, and you can't do anything with it, well, you have their money, but you can't do anything with it. But if they move in and they give you a down payment then you can do something with it. You can actually pay for the paint and carpet you just put in the house with their down payment if you just spent money on it. Or you can leave it in the bank for when they don't pay because all tenants pay until they don't. You, you realize that, right, Tracy? Yes. All the, tenants pay. And you know, sometimes they quit paying because they buy the house and yeah, they don't pay you anymore. Yeah, it's not a necessarily a negative thing when your tenant quits paying. But they all pay until they a don't. Job opportunity might have moved them somewhere else. That's a good thing for them. Like you said, they could be buying a house. They could they could inherit a house that they don't have to pay anybody for. Or or you do have the negative times where whatever. They can't pay, and they, they have yeah. to move, and we have to kick them out, and we have to clean the house back up, and we have to fam- find a new family that makes another down payment. Eviction sounds much nicer than kicking out. Eviction? Eviction, yeah. We have to evict folks It's called sometimes. a writ of ejectment. Well, that's the f- – yeah. When every time I think of writ of ejectment, I'm thinking, is it like – when they press the button and it's an ejection seat on an airplane or something, shoots them out the roof line. Yeah, and all of a sudden, here goes here yeah. goes the tenants just flying through the air, going across the street, landing on the lawn across the street, and they're laying there and they're going, "What happened? What happened?" And the constable shows up and goes, "It was a writ of ejectment." Yeah, it's it's not like the ejector seat at all. No, no, it's it's as a matter of fact, it's not a pleasant process. It's not a pleasant part of our business. You know, it's ten. It, all, it, it costs ten dollars for the writ of ejectment. Yes, and I would pay ten dollars if it really did the ejection seat type thing. That would be really worth ten dollars. But yeah, it's, but it's still worth. But it's still worth ten dollars to go ahead and get the constable to to help you make them move their stuff out. You know what they're there for, right? To keep the peace. That's right. They're peacekeepers. Yes. Yeah, to make sure we don't get in an argument or fight or anything because the the tenant has to leave. So that's that's called the writ of ejectment. So you've got the person that's renting a house that doesn't make a down payment. You've got the person that is buying a house, a tenant buyer, that does make a down payment. And there's actually a couple more reasons that you're going to make more money if you let us manage your house for 50 bucks a month. And we can talk about that after the break. We're coming up on the last break of the program. Now will be a good time to text me and get your questions answered at 864-444-7650. Don't forget about the $99 seminar coming up on August the 20th. Go to jasondillard.com to sign up for that. Don't forget if you're looking to make more money with your money, we're looking for money all the time. Go to jasondillard.com, click on the lender tab and the lending opportunities tab to see what we have um, out there for you to lend on. We actually can borrow your money from your IRAs and leave the money in your IRA. So if you've never heard of that, give me an opportunity to explain how that works for you and help you make a fixed return on your money. Um, Again, we're going to talk about the other two reasons. The other two reasons. You get a down payment if you're placing tenant buyers. But there's two other reasons, and one of them is even bigger than a down payment. So you're going to to really like this. So hang on through the break. We'll explain how that works when we return. We'll be right back. Did you know that you could invest money in real estate passively right here in the upstate, even out of your retirement accounts? 
Hi, I'm Jason Dillard, host of Solutions in Real Estate, heard here on Saturdays, and I'm looking for investors that may want to make more money with their money. I'm not a securities broker, I'm a borrower, and we secure your money with first mortgages on real estate. If you're interested, give me a call at 864-444-7650. That's 444-7650. Do you own a house and need to sell now? Has your listing expired? Need repairs? Behind on payments? Going through a divorce? Is your house in an estate? These are common problems that can happen to anyone. Hi, I'm Jason Dillard, and I buy houses in any area, price, or condition. I am a real estate agent, but I don't want to list your house. I want to buy your house. Call now to find out how I can solve your problem at 864-444-7650. That's 444-7650. If you're behind on payments and need a little cash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need to sell fast. Call 444-7650. Call 444-7650. If you're tired of tenants, toilets, and trash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need a little cash. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. Give me a call to sell a house. I'm a house buyer. I buy houses. I got a We Buy Houses on the back of my truck. I got We Buy Houses pins. I got We Buy Houses shirts. I got a We Buy Houses hat. I used to give We Buy Houses hats away. It's one of the happiest people I've ever seen in my life was this lady that I bumped into and I gave her a We Buy Houses hat. She was just so happy. It's like nobody had ever given her a hat before. I got We Buy Houses hats. I got... I got We Buy Houses website, webuyhousesupstate.com. We've got a We Buy Houses signs. If you go to our office, it says We Buy Houses on the sign. I'm the We Buy Houses guy. That's what I do, buy houses. People ask me what I do for a living. Well, I buy houses. What do you do? Well, I'm an attorney. Well, good. Attorney, go. Sue attorney. Do what you do. You <laughs> not, know. All, not all attorneys sue, you know. Some attorneys don't do litigation. We've got one that doesn't do any litigation whatsoever. Transactional. Yeah. Yeah. And some are, uh, I don't know what the other ones are. You know, (laughs) firemen's firemen's put out fires. Firemen's firemen. Firemen. Put out fires. We buy houses. I buy houses. Or firewomen. Have they changed that now that, you know, we're so politically correct everywhere? You know, do you have to be a firewoman? It could be a a fire person. Are you still a fireman if you're a woman? It's kind of like the female man. I mean, you got a male man that's a female. It's not. It's got, we call her the female man. I think that's you. You're the only person on this entire planet I've ever heard call a the, female the, male carrier the female man. They're called mere carriers now, like like they are diseased or something. I mean, you're a carrier. What are you carrying? I'm carrying the male, but I'm also carrying. You know, I don't know. It's strep like, throat. I got. A, I'm a carrier. What were you talking about the other day that, that had changed the what they call them? Um, transactional. Ah, what were we talking, talking about? Talking about the librarian. Yeah, librarian. That's media yeah, specialist. Media right? specialist. Yeah. Yeah. My my sister in law is a media specialist. And what are the garbage men? Called she now? has she has a master's degree in the Dewey Dewey Decimal System. What, what are the what are the trash men called now? Um, called something else. It's not the tra- trash man. The trash man. Yeah. Well, you can't call them a trash man. They got to be trash per- carriers. <laughs> No, trash it's, people. It's it's uh, refuse relocation specialist or something like that. I don't know. Do you know that the trash from New York City comes to Welford? 
Yes. You, I saw that on the History Channel. And then they make methane when it rots, and they catch the methane, and they pipe it over the BMW, and it saves BMW a ton of money and power. That's awesome. So if you're in New York City right now. Thank you. Thank you. You are building BMWs cheaper. Make more trash, please. Yeah. And, they, and you know, they put them on boxcars and, and put them on a train and bring them down here. It's like all the way from New York City. And I'm thinking, I look at the map one time and I'm going, do you know how far that is? How is that cost effective? It, it must be. We must be the least expensive acceptance of refuse. I mean, there's got to be some land that can handle refuse somewhere closer to New York. But the, look on the bright side. You know, we have some houses over there in Welford. We're getting methane. And we have a nice, pretty mountain with pretty – this used to not have a mountain view. The pretty hey, birds. You can, have, you can have a mountain view now in Welford because this mountain just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And there's pretty birds always flying around. It feels like you're at the beach. The pretty mountain. How do we get to talking about this? I don't know, man. Your brain, you go off on, I don't know. <laughs> Mine too. I don't know where we come up with mustard biscuits and mama says I'm special, all that stuff. Need a cricket button now. Anyway, we were talking about how we can manage your property for only 50 bucks a month and help you make more money than you're making now, even if you're doing the work yourself. Because we will help you get a down payment from the family that's moving in that you can spend instead of putting a deposit in an account that you can't do anything with until they move. And then some of the time, they actually have to give them the money back because they left the house neat and straight, which is good. That's a good thing. But what if you had a down payment that they couldn't get back? That would be better. The other reason that's a really good reason to have a family buying a house from you instead of renting is they don't ask you to um, fix stuff. The repair, I'm sorry, repair stuff. Yeah, not don't say fix, man. You know, landlords make repairs to houses. So, like, every day we own some multifamily stuff. Every day someone calls us and they have something broken in one of their properties. My door and, handle's wiggly. And I have to, we, we send the maintenance guy over there and we fix it. We, we repair it, I'm sorry. We repair or replace it. Heat and air system goes out, we replace it. If it doesn't work, we have to do things to the properties because the family living in a house that's a tenant is relying on the landlord to fix things when they break. Well, do you think that if you didn't have to fix things when they break and you're the landlord, would you make more money? Yes. So even though you're a big, fat failure when it comes to psychology, <laughs> you are smart enough. So I mean, you almost got a PhD. You're smart enough to know that if you don't pay for repairs as the owner of the property, you make more money. You make more money. So that could yeah. be big numbers on older properties. My algebra teacher would be proud of me, Mr. Burdett. Yeah, you didn't have to carry the alt or nothing. Nope. You know, you know, you know who carried the alt? Jethro. You remember Jethro on Beverly Hillbillies? Uh, yeah, but I don't remember that episode. Yeah, that's how he did math. He was the smart one. Yes, he was. You had to alt and carry the alt and the other ones. He was good at his gazentus too. He was really good at his gazentus and he was good at his eagles. That's division, in case you're wondering. Yeah, the the eagles is like two plus two equals four, you know, and that's addition. Yeah, two. That's the eagles, and the gazentus is 
four goes into eight two times. Yes. So he was good at that too, but he had to carry the alt. So you're smart enough to know that if, if you I, don't have to pay to fix stuff, I mean repair stuff on your houses, you'll make more money. So you get a down payment, and you don't have to pay to fix stuff. But the biggie, the biggie I've left for last, the huge one, the monster, what is the one expense, no matter what you do, you will always have to pay every year on a house that you own? What is it? Taxes. Property taxes. You know, people that live in their houses. Hey, didn't you have a girlfriend from Texas once? When I did Clemson? when I was at Clemson. And, you know, I'm the opposite of you. I actually made good grades and went to college. Yes, you did. And then and then I turned out not even as good as you. So that proves. No, nah, we're, hey, it's all good, man. We're hey, You know, I did go to Harvard on the Hill, though. What's that? The tech? Yep. Anyway. <laughs> so taxes. You know, if you're living in a house and it's paid for and you don't even want to insure it. You don't have to pay for insurance. And you have a tenant that never calls about anything, and nothing magically just ever breaks. Every year, though, if unless you want the county to sell your house to get the taxes paid, you got to pay the taxes. You will pay your property and taxes. And if you own a rental, will pay a rental you. property, you will pay double, triple in property taxes compared to somebody that's living in a house exactly same as yours, exactly same. Just like it, too. This identical. I, I mean, mean, it could be an identical house next door to the house that's your same house. And across the street and diagonal and everything. Every house. Same size, same yeah. value. And they're going to be paying a third as much as your property taxes because you get to pay more property taxes because you're a landlord and you're rich. Congratulations. Rich people pay more taxes. But really, the tenant pays it. So, I mean, didn't they just uh, – don't get me started. You already are. I'm started. But anyway, so what if you had, what if you couldn't, what if your taxes were less? You'd make more money. Yeah. What if the family living in the house, you were seller financing it to them and they could get the taxes reduced, then you you could keep more of your rent money, couldn't you? Yes. Okay. So you're talking about $1,000 a year for some houses. So I was looking at some math and we were doing some numbers and I have, we probably have couple of hundred houses that are seller financed that we manage and our average tax bill is about eight hundred dollars instead of sixteen hundred dollars and 24 in some cases some okay. counties but that's average because oh, yeah, okay. we have some tax bills that are way less or mobile homes or whatever right but we're saving about eight hundred dollars a year in taxes on about 200 houses that's so what's a, two times eight that's 160 grand hundred sixty thousand dollars yeah. how often is that every year every year for how long? Forever. Oh. So if we manage your house, you're going to pay less in property taxes. You're going to pay less in maintenance. You're going to get to keep the down payment. And we're only going to charge 50 bucks a month. So if you're out there listening and you're wondering why you're still dealing with the tenants, toilets, and trash, well, give us an opportunity to help you with that. You can go to our website, FlexibleSeller.com. That's flexible like a bendy straw, flexible like a garden hose, like a hose pipe flexibleseller.com. Check out the houses that we have available. Click on the How It Works tab so you can see how it works. We believe that this is the smartest way for you to, ma for you to own rental properties because that's how we manage our rental properties. So why not let us have the same opportunity to help you make more money? Again, that's flexibleseller.com. Um, don't forget that we're always looking to buy more property. Maybe you just don't want to deal with owning it anymore. You just want to sell it. My phone number is 864 444-7650 if you want to sell a property. 
We're also looking for money, and we didn't talk about that a whole lot on this program, but we can even borrow money from your IRAs and make it where your IRA doesn't have to pay the tax. Your tax keeps getting deferred because the IRA actually holds the mortgage against the property. We're not securities brokers. We are borrowers. We borrow money from one person on one property or one person's IRA on one property. So if you're interested in making a 6% return, we're looking for 50 grand right now. We're looking for 125 grand on another property. Um, give us an opportunity to show you how you can make more money with your money, even out of your retirement accounts. Tracy, good program. I'm glad you were here. I know we're going to be out for the next couple of weeks, so I might not see you, man. You'll be all right. I'll all send right. you a picture. Yeah, just text text me a picture and let me know what you're doing. And remember, the biggest reason for failure isn't lack of knowledge or ability. It's in action. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every single time. <laughs>